but I get it. But I you never can thought get... of it. I never thought of it. I'm like, I now have a room I can teach. <laughs> I now have these huge monitors that I can teach off of. I now have this. I now have that to do what I want to do. And then David goes, like, just remember, knucklehead, this is for <laughs> them to learn, and you just get to be the guy that gets to teach. Makes sense. Perfect. Like, develop people, you know, like... It, it was so powerful and through a text message that I, I just started laughing I'm literally driving home I said laughing in the car going man he's so good life experiences that are tangled in leadership this is the 2120 podcast you know we're just two guys that started a podcast over coffee talking about some of the things that we learned through leadership and business and we decided to make a show about it bringing you the insights and experiences that you can apply in your work and in your relationships. But we are so glad you're here because passing life lessons on is a gift we can all benefit from. I would like to take us down a little bit of memory lane today. Uh, There's a person I want to introduce you to. This person was um, incredibly important in my life and we got to go back to my high school years. So the person I'm talking to you about was my high school art teacher. Have I ever mentioned him to you before? What's his name? Val Patrilla. No, I think I remember Val Patrilla. Yeah, Val Patrilla. So here's the thing. Val Patrilla was a longtime teacher at Benton before it was Benton Shellsburg even. And uh, I started, I really wanted to pursue art. I wanted to get into design or illustration or something. So I started, you know, loading up classes in high school around art. I took a lot of art classes. And Patrilla was a unique guy. Uh, he was, let me describe him physically for you, about five foot five and white hair. He had this kind of small voice, uh, incredibly humble guy. He wore these little wire rim glasses and his hair was always perfectly combed. He always had a white shirt and he always had black pants. Okay. So small guy. Sure. But like you could tell he was, he was kind of put together like a lot of smaller or shorter guys tend to be. But here's the thing that stood out to, to me about him is his hands. He had the hands of like a six foot four dude, not just like large hands, but like meaty, strong hands. And it was really evident because one of the classes that I was taking, we're probably jumping into like my junior year here and I was in a sculpture class and we were doing wood carving and we were doing stone carving and things like this. Or I I took a jewelry class. We were doing metals. You know, he didn't have to wear gloves when the rest of us, you know, 16, 17 year old boys had to put gloves on. Like he could just handle hot, hot stuff. Yeah. And he had these big, rough, super strong hands. Now the other piece about him is he was, he was getting some age on him. You know, he was probably about 70 or in his sixties for sure at the time. Sure. And we're talking about mid to later eighties, you know, 1980 area. Now he was a world war II veteran. Uh, he saw combat, he fought and he never talked about it, even though kids would always ask him at times, mm-hmm. but he was the kind of guy that he was a teacher way beyond teaching art. He was a teacher of life. He, he helped young women become, or, you know, girls become young women. He helped boys become young men. He was the kind of person that he had the respect of every person on the faculty. He had the respect of, of students. Like there were students that just would hang out with him. And I became one of those students. Uh, 
I'll tell you a quick story about him just to, again, set the picture up of who we're talking about here and the impact that he had. There was a, uh, a boy that was a year younger than me and he was a, he was a troublemaker. He was one of those kids. And if he was absent from the area for a while, it's because he was over in boys home. He was over in Eldora. He was, he had a criminal record. Well, his name was Jeff and, uh, Jeff at times, you know, he wanted to push and he wanted to see what he could get away with, you know, loud mouth, uh, unfiltered mouth at times. And so, you know, he's often in the principal's office or whatever. That was just his, his thing. Well, he was in art class with Petrilla. And one of the things that, that happened one day, I don't remember what it was, but Jeff was up and horsing around in, in class and he was disrupting class. Uh, now this was in art class. We were actually working on projects. So Jeff was, you know, we're all sitting down trying to do our thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Petrilla says, Jeff, you need to take your seat, get back to that project. And that was all it took was for Jeff to be like, okay, it's challenge mode, you know, young yeah. guy versus old man. Yeah, game on. Right. <clears throat> and so the, the rest of us that were watching, we see him get up and like move toward Petrilla, like physically, like I'm coming for you, like fist clench kind of thing. And Petrilla was sitting at, he had this little oak desk. There was a, a student beside him that he was doing some mentoring with, you know, or, Hey, here's how you do this. Sure. Jeff walks over to him and, you know, starts to, th- I don't remember what the words they exchange are, but it's a threatening thing. Mm-hmm. I do remember Petrilla's words. He was sitting there with his arms crossed. He never flinched. He never got out of his chair. He never moved one bit. And with just the same tone of voice that he had just been teaching this other student who was standing next to him, looks at Jeff and says, Jeff, I don't think that's going to go the way you think it's going to go. Why don't you go back and work on that project that I'm so proud of you um, doing? Yeah. And he just absolutely, with those words, stopped. Yeah. Like he diffused the situation instantly. And nothing happened. But the rest of us were like, like, who's going to run and go get the principal? What's going to happen here? There's going to be a throwdown. But then you, you start to remember this man served in World War II in combat. Do you think a 16-year-old boy getting in his face was going to make him flinch at one? You know, yeah. just not at all. That wasn't who he was. Sure. So Petrilla, one day after school, um, I was working on a on project. And I was doing, um, I was learning how to do airbrushing. And I had a project I was working on uh, a painting of the steam train that was you know blowing all the steam out and the smoke and I had this visual I had a really great start to it and I got to a point where I was stuck and he was you know he's like don't don't worry about it we can fix it just do this experiment with it um, sort of a Bob Ross kind of concept with me sure and so I went in after school to just to work with him and one of my other classmates was there now Kathy was in in the room with Petrillo and Kathy was our valedictorian, smartest person I've ever met in my life, just working at a different level than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. We were in a journalism class together too. So Kathy was a good friend. She was down there working with Petrilla on, on an interview for something with the paper or, or whatever. And so I came in to work on my, my project and this was the first time that some truth got spoken to me that I didn't understand. And so we're, we're sitting there having a conversation, none of us ever did. We, we didn't end up doing what we were intended to do. I was intending to go work on my painting. Kathy had a project she was working on. We just ended up having a conversation. And Petrilla said to me, 
these words. He said, you know, your problem is you're a perfectionist. And I didn't know what that word meant as a 16, 17 year old. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a compliment. And I kind of smiled. I said, I know, I know. And he's like, I need you to understand that's not a good thing here. What do you mean? And, you know, Kathy was kind of playing into the conversation too. And he just said, the thing that is holding you back is your fear of screwing that painting up. It's just paint on, on canvas. We can fix it. It's no big deal. Yeah. And he, so Patrilla was just this important person in my life, but he was an important person in many, many people's lives. And, um, he just spoke truth like that. I mean, I remember one other time he was, he was in, in study hall uh, with us and, um, from a faith standpoint in high school, he was at a, our study hall. He was our moderator. He came over to the table with two or three of us and he started sharing the gospel with us. Like you weren't supposed to do stuff like that, but he heard us talking about the Ouija board and that opened up something. Yeah. Anyway, I set all of that up the stage to, to come back to this concept of when you have somebody speak truth into you like that, um, that is a person that you admire that you look up to it can be completely life-changing. I mean, I developed a friendship with him. So I saw him after high school and here's the whole reason I got even got thinking about him. Cause you and I were at a visitation together the other night for a mutual friend. Yeah. And those are never fun. They're, they're oh, always no, hard. They suck. Um, I w- when I was at, it reminded me of being at Petrillo's visitation. I missed him, you know, like to this day, there's a huge gap in my life because of my just incredible memories. And, uh, when, when he said, you know, about the perfectionism part, it got me thinking about how many times, you know, in our lives, do we hold ourselves back because we're afraid to go forward of making a mistake that has to be perfect first. I mean, this has happened in my life many times. I think that I probably still do it at times. Don't go forward because like, you don't want to risk screwing this up. So you kind of halt and having that having that perspective and having that just awareness that we can fix it. Like what's the worst thing here? We can start over. It's no big deal. And it's just, I don't know. I just wanted to share that with him. I've been in this reflection mode this week because of, yeah, because of our, our friend that, that passed. Yeah. Well, I, you know, obviously hearing your story, I, I hope that, you know, like everyone that is listening has that person that pops in their head. That was that, speak truth into me person. Um, and maybe it's just cause we're getting old, but you know, are there, there are there guys and gals like that today? I, I feel like, and, and I don't know where I want, when I want, where I want to go with this, but like maybe, maybe those people, because we are getting older could be us, you know, mm-hmm. as we're doing it to somebody else. But you know, like, you know, the, the mentors that we have, like, you know, like your guy, like he's gone, mm-hmm. you know, he's still not there in your life where, you know, I think of like David pops into my head and he's still here. He's still doing his thing. I, I have interaction with him, but it's limited. You know, it's not, he's not teaching me every day. Like he'll say something or text something in a text and it's like, Oh my God, he's teaching again. Like there's that moment for me. But, um, when he leaves us, like it'll just be their memory of him. You know, and, and that's so what it's like finding that, okay, 
who can who can else can be can spit truth into me and speak truth into me and like you know to, to be fair like you do like you tell me things sometimes and I go okay I needed to hear that that's that's really really good on a personal level because we're friends um, you know it's there's just there's just different stages of what that I think what that looks like uh, I think our world needs more of those people mm. you know those. I'm going to tell you something. This is going to be hard for you to maybe hear, but this is what you need to look at. And, oh, that's awesome. I'm a perfectionist. That's great. No, it's not. It's not good. It's, it's, here's, here's what it is, you know, and, and he explains yeah. it, you know, and uh, you just, you take the time. But yeah, I think if you're in a, a leadership role and you do have those life experiences and you've made the mistakes and you've been down that road multiple times, you you know what happens when you get to the end of the road mm you need to be passing those things on to other people. So, you know, maybe one day someone tells a story about you and what you did for them and how you played a huge role. Um, you know, I was, we had a leadership thing for our sales leaders this week and, uh, heart of a teacher is an award that goes out to a sales leader that, you know, demonstrates exactly what that means, having a heart as a teacher and giving back. And, um, the one of the trainers asked, you know, the, the previous winners to um, explain what that means. And, you know, I, I got my chance to, to talk. And, you know, the, the funny thing is, um, I, I, I kind of knew what I wanted to say, but I really didn't know what I wanted to say. And I was driving um, to work and a song came on the radio. And I'm very like, big into songs, like mm-hmm. listening to the message. Yeah. And it was a rap. It was a rapper <laughs> singing a song. His name was Machine Gun Kelly. And um, the there was a line that said, and I may, I may butcher this, but uh, like handprints in wet cement, she touched me, it's permanent. Hmm. And that instantly just clicked from the standpoint of leave an imprint that lasts forever. Um, you know, we, we moved out of our old house and we're now in this new house. And as we were moving out, every time I carried something to my truck, I walked on a piece of cement that we poured years and years ago that had Addie's footprints in it. Hmm. Yeah. And these little plastic letters that said Addie next to it. Yeah. It's still there. Now, it's not as defined and it's not as you know pure as it once was, but it's still there. It will be there until they tear that cement up and, and, and pour something new. But to this, this, this rap and this verse to leave an imprint that lasts forever is your, your art teacher, Mm. you know, is, is David is some of these people that we're talking about because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, David yesterday, when he sent me a text, he, he taught me something and then he apologized for it because that's just how he like, that's how his brain works. I'm going to, I'm going to say this and then it's like, Oh, I just taught something, but I like, I, I shouldn't, like, he's always just teaching. He's always saying something that is profound. That makes so much sense that, like I never thought of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we're building a training center to teach people. I get to teach. No, we're building a training center so people learn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god, that's a like my head just exploded. That is like, yes, it's not for me. It's for these people. Sometimes it's just the most obvious things that you just have to be reminded of. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's it's a head slapper. Of course, that's what it's for. Yeah. But you can. But I get it. But I you never can thought get... of it. I never thought of it. I'm like. I now have a room I can teach. I now have these huge monitors that I can teach off of. I now have this. I now have that to do what I want to do. And then David goes, like, just remember, knucklehead, this is for (laughs) them to learn. 
and you just get to be the guy that gets to teach. Makes sense. Perfect. Like develop people, you know, like it, it was so powerful. And through a text message that I, I just started laughing. I'm literally driving home last night laughing in the car going, man, he's so good. Like this is just, this <laughs> yeah, is just yeah. one of those profound totally statements. Bad. But to, to, you know, to your story, we need more of those guys. We do. You know, like they have so, you just know they have so much to teach in their head. If you're not a person that's asking them to give you more, like you're failing as a, as a leader. Something that strikes me though about that is there's a lot of people that, that have the ability to teach, but are they teaching? Are they teaching something that came out of a book or are they teaching it because they've done there's a, there's a huge difference there. Well, and, I, th- I and think you can see it. I think, you know, you can tell if they're, if they take a, you know, a Maxwell book and they basically memorize it and now they just stand in front and they just basically, but they like, haven't actually done. No, the they, they don't have those yeah. experiences. Yeah. You know, like you, like you and I talked earlier about telling stories. When you take that, that Maxwell book and the content, but you, you, you know, intertwine it with your life and how it applies and how it works the message that that Maxwell gave you was good, but you just made it great because it, it truly makes sense now for people. Like they can see, okay, I I really get that now because you told me a story about you and your life and how was how this applied. Right, and you go, that's a game changer. I get that now because I can read a I can read his book and go, okay, this makes a lot of sense, but I have no life lessons that I could be confident teaching it. But there are people that read that book, memorize it, and go, okay, I'm teaching this topic. Let me yeah, stand up exactly. in front of the group, and then they just read it. And it's good if they're a good public speaker, and like you listen, you take something from it. But if, if you have someone that has a true message that comes from the heart, and it means like it's very impactful, and it basically gets you to lean in and listen, uh, your message is now received. Yeah. And yeah. They get it and they learn. And it's not that you're copying someone. You're adding your own value to it. You're stealing the message and making it your own. We do it all the time. You know, I can tell when you're just basically reading out of a book. Mm -hmm. I can tell when you're literally like on the edge of like tears. And because this is such an impactful statement, you're going, oh my gosh, this is so good. And you're delivering a better message. It makes me think of um, going back to Petrilla the experiences that he had, all, all this, all these experiences in his life that shaped it. And he was a high school art teacher. He had the capacity to teach at a different level. He could have done sure. anything, right? But he was where he wanted to be. He, well, he was passionate he, about He art. was passionate about, actually, no, he was passionate about kids. Sure. Yeah, he's got to teach art. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, is that, even though he was an old guy, right? You know, back in the eighties, he's an old man. He was relevant to us. He could, he could teach and, and say things in such a way and bring art to life that it, I don't know. He, he connected it in a way. It wasn't just about teaching how to paint or how to sculpt or how to do it, you know, create jewelry. That was one of my favorite classes that, that we did. I did jewelry with him and, uh, there was nothing that I remember so much about the process of how to do the things. It was what I remembered, how he made me feel. And that's, mm-hmm. that comes back to, you know, you, the most important thing is, or what people remember is how he made him feel. And he gave me confidence. He was a friend, but 
it wasn't just for Jim. It was for every student in that, in that room. It was amazing. And that's, I think that's why he had such a respect from the faculty, from the administration. Like when he retired, a lot of people went, you know, and he is that person that he gave me an example of what it looks like. And I, I don't think I understood it at the time. I think it's, I've only begun to understand it, you know, approaching midlife, right? I mean, you know, when I was in my 40s, I think I, is when I still really truly started to reflect on what he taught. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to be that guy. I want to be that person. Just like you were talking about um, for David, you know, for you and, and inspiring you on certain things, reminding you of things. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be that guy. Yeah. You know, think back when we were stupid kids. And I guarantee you there was tons of pretty incredible messages that were delivered to us and we didn't understand. Yeah. Well, or we weren't paying attention. We, we yeah. Were I mean, just, talking about just the girl all those or things whatever. where it's like, it's that, <clears throat> it's that nugget that somebody just gave you and you were like, ah, cool. And you threw it back in the water. It's like, like, yeah. no, like you didn't put it in your pocket and keep it forever. Like, cause it, you were just, you were smarter. Like you knew more, like who, like who is this old guy trying to tell me how to do something like, and obviously you had a relationship with him, but this happened on a fairly regular basis. I mean, there's my parents and your parents, I guarantee you delivered messages to protect us and make us better. And we looked at it and went, you guys are idiots. You know, like, come on. Now I'm the idiot delivering the same message to my kid and my girls and they're looking at me going, huh, he's the, like, he's the, he's the idiot, right? You know, we were at this visitation. I had, you know, I had two this week and um, a friend of mine's mother passed and we're sitting there talking and I was talking to a mother of a girl that we graduated with and, you know, she recognized me from my eyes because I had a mask on. She goes, oh my God, is that, that's Matt Fippen. I'm like, yep, it's me. Like, how are you? Like instant connection, we started talking and um, she started talking about getting old, you know, and I told her the story of sitting in my house in Old Wine celebrating my dad's 40th birthday and going, man, he's getting old, like 40 years old. This is crazy to now fast forward in life. I'm that 40 year old. Addie is me at 13 thinking the same thing. Sure. Right. You know, so like time has gone full circle. You know, I guarantee you, my dad gave me great messages growing up, you know, be trying to be there, trying to help me. My job now is to make sure I give those messages to Addie mm. and deliver them in a way that's my voice, not my dad's voice. Like it needs to come from, from me and it needs to be my message and um, know that she's probably gonna look at me like you're a moron. Like, why would you tell me this? This is, this is dumb, but I need to understand if it's truly an important statement. Like I want her to, to learn it and I want her to get it. And I want her, you know, a good teacher teaches it in a way that the, the student can teach it better than the teacher, you know, like making sure that she can truly master that skill mm-hmm. or whatever. And, you know, just letting her know that if this is something that I truly believe she needs in her life, we're going to work on it together. Sure, we're going right. to figure it out. Um, but man, I, I guarantee you there was messages that were, were delivered in my direction that I just like blew off, didn't think about, you know, my grandpa was one of those guys that was so profound in some of the things he said, but you know, looking back, I just don't remember like some of those things where I, I know that there was times where he was spitting truth into me because he was just that guy. I wish I could go back and re- rewind and go there. There's one of those nuggets. There's another nugget. But obviously with life, you just can't do that. Well, I had a sales trainer once um, during a training event said, 
I'm going to take you through this. This is, it was sort of an accelerated thing. It was, you know, he was trying to take what was probably an eight hour training and pack it at two that day and kind of admitted that. And he said, listen, I'm going to be giving you so much great content. We just don't have time to really unpack it. So about 90% of what I'm going to say today, you're going to nod. You're going to be like, that's really good. Yeah. And about 90% of it isn't going to land, but that's okay because the 10% is going to change. It's going to make a change for you. So, you know, just know that going in, do your best, pay attention, take these notes. I'm giving you this compacted version of it. It's going to be good. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of funny you just say that because literally yesterday I'm talking to a, <clears throat> a female who has tons of potential and I'm explaining to her about teaching. And I said the same thing, like I'm going to teach you and you're going to nod. And, and it, <laughs> right. it shows me that like you're picking up what I'm putting down yeah. and I just have to understand you're probably not. And I need to find a way to make sure that when you nod, you truly get this and, you, and you're doing it. And that's, my job as a teacher when I present, not just teaching so you nod at me and make me feel good that you're tagging along, but you're taking it, processing it, getting dissecting it so you can teach it down the road. If I do my job right, you're going to be more successful. You're not just nodding. Like you're agreeing and you're, you're taking this journey with me. So I think, you know, that's the, you know, as a presenter, it's great when you're teaching and you're seeing people in the crowd nod. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, "Oh yeah, they're all getting this," but then they leave and go, "That guy was a joke." Like right. that, I didn't get any of that. You know, but I felt good. Yeah. You know, so no. What a great conversation today. That's I mean, it's fun. It just it was a reflective week for me, oh, and yeah. um, you know, Petrillo popped into my head. And I was like, I need to I need to tell people about him. I wanted you to meet him. Yeah, you, you you'll keep him alive through his messages that you'll deliver. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm Jim. I'm Matt. We'll catch you next time. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 podcast. Hey everyone, this is Jim and Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast give us a review and let others know about it and that will help fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content we'll see you next time